What made you straight up nope out of a relationship? How about things that should have been red flags, but I was too naive to recognize? Left notes on my car windshield when I was at work or a friend's house or the store. It seemed sweet, but I realized later that was my significant other keeping tabs on me, even when I didn't say where I was. Would let me know how much a hitman cost and that it was cheaper than you'd expect. Would tell me something and then later say that it was a lie or a test, as though I should have figured that out instead of expecting the truth. Expected me to answer every call, and would get angry if I wanted to end the call first. And lastly, complained about my friends and family all the time. All of them. Apparently, everyone I knew was manipulative and or rude. I didn't figure out this was an attempt to isolate me until after we broke up. He had already shown very jealous tendencies and had smacked me over the head because he thought I was looking at a guy, so it wasn't good already. We were outside of his friend's house and his friend asked how I was doing, and he got mad at me for answering. I just got in my car and drove away. I kept having to call the cops to calm down my wife after she became addicted to a slew of prescription drugs. I told her doctors that opiates for a ruptured vertebra, stimulants for ADHD, Ambien for most nights to help her sleep, and an assortment of others for anxiety and depression, and more to combat side effects, made her violent. One of the times that I called the cops to calm the situation down during a bad episode just made me cry. All he had to say was that he had already been there and asked when it would stop. I thought I'd been holding things together reasonably well. I had an office job where no one knew what was up, though my work had suffered greatly. I kept clothes and food in my trunk, just in case I had to stay out for a bit because she decided I was part of the conspiracy. I had a gym on the way to work where I could shower or just have some downtime. I did all of our housework and errands because she couldn't work or do much of anything most of the time. Each time she cut herself, she told the hospital it was an accident, and she always tried to go to a different one. We lived in a major metro between hospitals. The cop saw through it. Being seen like that and knowing that even that lifestyle was running out hurt. I'm now recovering from the divorce and enjoying the calm. I still sometimes panic for no reason, and I feel more comfortable with clothes and food stashed in the trunk, but I feel much healthier. I get more sleep, my blood pressure is normalized for the most part, and I don't cry at work anymore. I received a message that clearly wasn't meant for me. We had just had our first date, which went really well, calling me cheap and a slimeball and how I'm on my last chance to make things right on her coming birthday with lots of presents. I replied, hi, this is X, we just met and had one date. Was that message for someone else? She replied pretending to be her 12-year-old sister. Then apparently her dad messaged me with how he's told off his younger daughter. I'm out, screw that. Showing up at my door when I hadn't disclosed my address. For clarification, I'm a guy and we'd only just started dating. I'm very aware of giving out my address until I know who I'm dealing with. I don't want to end up with a stalker if things go sour. It happened anyway in this case. After maybe two years of him constantly trying to make me jealous, we temporarily had a 16-hour time difference as I was traveling home to see my grandparents. When I was asleep for maybe seven hours because, well, it was nighttime and hadn't responded to his 50 texts, he finally said that he was going to spend some time with other girls for seven hours that day because that's how long I was probably going around spreading my legs. I don't know why, but at that moment, it was like a moment of clarity and I just replied, okay, blocked him, his family and all his friends and just moved on. 
He followed me on a night out and got on his knees stopping traffic in the middle of a city center street to declare his love. We'd been on two dates. He also told me that same night he could see into the future and already knew he was going to die defending my honor while I was carrying our twins. Yeah, he was fun. She told me she was on birth control. Turns out she thought drinking a lot of Mountain Dew would make it so she couldn't get pregnant. We were married for six years. I started out thinking she was just struggling with depression and anxiety sometimes, but things kept escalating. I walked away when she started threatening to stab me in my sleep. We had already tried several couples therapists and individual therapists, but she refused to consider medication. I called her to meet up and try to find some closure, but she cut me off telling me I wasn't allowed to leave her and as punishment, she was sleeping with two other guys. At that point, I just ignored her number and filed for divorce. I hope she's doing well, but I'm glad to not be afraid for my life anymore. We weren't in a relationship per se, but I had a developing thing with a guy once. Until one day when I wasn't around, he and some other friends of ours went to a bar and he sneakily slipped stronger alcohol into some other girl's drink there. This girl was apparently talking a lot with one of our other friends and not showing much attention to him. So he grew jealous and threw this friend on the floor and started to strangle him. He was obviously thrown out of the bar after that and later tried to play it off as just a joke and just messing around. How do you jokingly try to strangle someone? Anyway, I dropped this guy out of my life right after I found out. I definitely wouldn't want to be stuck with someone like that. My most recent ex would always ask me random questions, like, what would you do if someone came running towards us right now? Bearing in mind that's pretty vague, I'd answer something like, move out of the way so they can keep running. And she'd say, wrong answer. Then get mad at me because she meant to attack us, and I didn't say I'd jump in the way to defend her. And she used to ask all sorts of very different vague questions, and when I'd answer, she'd say, wrong answer, and get mad at me for not answering the way she wanted me to. Got out of there as quickly as I could. She picked me because I had the same first name general appearance and lived in the same area of the state as her ex-fiance of two years, that she had just been dumped by a month before we met. I felt even more offended about all of that than just being straight up rejected. I'm a black person. My bestest buddy in the whole world is a white person. We were roomies at one point. He brought a date over. I met her. Nothing weird. But as it turned out, she had a problem with my bromeo living with a black person, being me. He immediately broke it off with her. I don't have many friends, but I'd like to think I have quality over quantity. I had a huge crush on her for a while, but never had the opportunity to talk to her given our weird work schedules. Then a friend from work sets us up, and I was elated. First date goes really, really well, and we hit it off. We start spending as much time as we can around each other, talking on the phone every night, all the special things you do when you're starting a new relationship. Then she starts coming over more often unannounced. She would stay for a couple of nights, then a week, then two weeks. I would come home from work and she would be in my house, sometimes drunk. The thing was, she had almost been fired for an incident involving alcohol before and was lying to them about her sobriety. She would have a few too many, then go off about her family or how I wasn't taking our two-month relationship serious enough. 
The final straw dropped on Valentine's Day this year. She gets annihilated to the point of not being able to walk on her own. After I refuse her drunk advances, she flips out. What followed was a couple hours of her threatening to drive home drunk, sitting outside so the cold weather would freeze her to death, laying in my bed and wailing my name until her voice was hoarse, and alternating between maniac laughter and crying. Two days later, once she was sobered up, I told her to kick rocks. We had dated for just around three months. Quickest turnaround ever for me in a relationship. This happened on the second date. For context, we'd known each other since we were kids. Flirted a lot over the years as casual friends. Not close friends, just acquaintances. Then decided to try dating in our 20s. Him. Do you want to get married someday? Me. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not even sure if marriage is right for me. I kind of just want to travel and build a career and stuff. That's all I'm thinking about right now. Him. What about in five years' time? Me. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if it's the right man, maybe. Him. I've loved you ever since we were kids. Me. Um, thanks. Him. If we were together five years from now, would you marry me? Me. I'm not really sure. Spoiler alert, at this point, I'm desperate to run away. Him. I'd hit a girl if she didn't marry me after five years. Like, straight up beat her. Um, yeah. Bye bye to the friendship, too. She talked a lot about hating guys being cheap on dates. First date, I take her to a really good sushi place and spend like 120 bucks because I wanted to be nice. She said she would pay for us next time because she was extremely flattered. For the second date, she chose the place and she took me to McDonald's. For context, she isn't broke, even gets triple what I make. Like, I don't really care where you take me, but come on, man. Why set the bar so high only to immediately ignore it when you have to be even? She told everybody she knew about any little disagreement. Anytime I could be perceived as unreasonable, it was everybody's business. But somehow, the surprises, special dates, lending her cousin rent money, all of that was never brought up. Just the negative stuff was public knowledge. Genuinely feared for my safety. I went over and we got in an argument, so I slept on the floor, essentially. I went to the bathroom to text one of my buddies to come pick me up, since I thought she'd fallen asleep. I suddenly get a text from her saying, Where are you? And my phone made a sound. I froze up and opened the bathroom door, and she was already standing there waiting for me in the darkness. She didn't say a word at all, just stared at me until I walked by. I went back to my spot on the floor and got under the blanket and pretended to be going asleep until she did. After about 30 minutes, I decided to peek out from under the covers, and she was literally towering over me in the darkness with her eyes wide open the entire time. I got out of there so fast. He didn't have a car, so I'd help him with rides to work. He worked third shift at Toys R Us stocking shelves. I picked him up one night, and he was so drunk he could barely stand. I made some comment about how he isn't going to be able to work. He started throwing things at me in the parking lot. I threw his stuff on the ground and left him there. I've dealt with too many alcoholics, and I wasn't wasting any more of my time. Cut to five years later, he's sober now and getting married this year. So, good for him. My brother came to visit me. After I spend the whole day with my girlfriend, it was time to see my brother because we didn't see each other for a long time. We prepared some snacks and were about to start Lord of the Rings because both of us love Lord of the Rings. She called me and started a long conversation on the phone. I told her my brother was waiting for me and she said that I can't spend my time with anyone because it belongs to her. It was the last talk between the two of us. 
We had dinner plans. She didn't show up and didn't pick up her phone all evening. Then she turned up at around midnight and her car hammered. I tried to take her keys and she ran out of the house. I followed. She then drove her car at me. I called her brother to come pick her up. The next morning, I dropped her car and her belongings at her place and said goodbye. We went to the mall and stopped by this little kiosk selling cookies. I decided that I would get one cookie. The lady working there said if I buy two, I get one free. I decided to buy two and get the third one free. My date went off on this lady saying she's trying to scam me, etc, etc. He was legit yelling so loud that it was echoing through the mall. It was so embarrassing. If you're rude to people in customer service, you're not for me. When my now ex-wife came to the living room where I was sleeping on the couch after a fight and started lunging at me, she asked me if she reminded me of my stepdad who used to come in my room at night and stand over me before he dragged me out of bed by my ankles. He would then put the boots to me for whatever sins I had committed that day. She was the only person I had ever shared this with. She went out of town for work two days later, and when she came home, I was gone and in another state. It was remarkable the amount of abuse I put up with to that point. It dawned on me then that if he had returned to my life, I wouldn't let him hurt me. So there was no reason to let her abuse me either. I dated this girl who was jealous, and I mean super jealous. I couldn't hang out with any of my friends without her constantly calling me. Obviously, I couldn't do the same because how could I be jealous? That would have meant I didn't trust her. That's annoying enough to end a relationship, but it was just the tip of the iceberg. After nine months, I found out from one of my friends, who also happened to be a close friend of hers, that she'd been hiding her sexuality to me. She was actually bi. At first, I didn't really get why she did that, because I absolutely have no problem with these things. A mutual friend then told me she was going around messing around with other chicks. So basically she was hiding her bisexuality so that she could have sex with any girl she wanted to without me even suspecting anything. Sometimes she even had threesomes with the girl's boyfriends. When I told her I knew everything, she started telling me that she didn't want me to know because those people didn't really matter for her and she didn't love them. Needless to say, I noped out of there. It was already on the rocks from roughly around the time the millionth drunken argument happened. However, the moment that sealed it was when she said something to me along the lines of, If your dad wanted to be alive, he would still be here. My dad died in a car accident three years before that. Immediately went from loving her enough to make it work to thinking that she was the most vile person on earth. My brother took a girl to a high-end sushi place, and his date ordered three times the food he did. He just got a grilled salmon. She ate almost none of it, and at the end, she said she ordered all the extras so she could take some home for tomorrow. When the waiter showed up for the bill, she excused herself to go to the bathroom. The waiter asked my brother if he wanted to split the check, and at that point, my brother did the right thing and stuck her with $100 worth of sushi and booze. The girl returned to see a huge check at her seat. After our first date, she sent me a Google Maps pin of my address with just ha ha as the only context. I hadn't told her my address. She then followed it up with asking how my boss was by using his first name. I hadn't mentioned the name of anyone I worked with. That level of stalker made me pull the eject handle real quick. 
It started with me telling her that it must have been great to grow up with parents from different cultures on the second date after her talking uninterrupted about her family's background for 45 minutes. No irony from me or anything, just a straight up positive and genuine comment. This was followed by 30 minutes of full emotional breakdown in a packed bar and loud comments about my perception of race, which was then followed by intense stare downs from every patron in the bar, which was then followed by the waiter swooping in with shots for her, asking to pay her bill and asking me if I needed to leave. I felt bad about triggering some sort of trauma, but, um, yeah. I was publicly accused of racism on the second date. Always wondered what the third date had in store, but didn't stick around to find out. She showed up late at my place one night because she couldn't sleep at her place alone. I was fine with that until she started talking about the reason why. When she was alone, the demons in the corners and edges of the room would fill the dark spots and watch with their glowing eyes. I urged her continuously to get help, to go to the doctor, but she wouldn't do it. What she was seeing was real. I felt terrible leaving her for that, but I wasn't equipped to deal with someone who needed professional help and refused it. She came to stay for the first time. It was the night before New Year's Eve and we were planning to go out drinking for New Year's Eve. I had just worked a 12-hour shift. I was a carpet fitter, so manual labor, and I was exhausted. She had a few drinks and started to get aggressive because I just wanted to relax that night, but she wanted to go out drinking. We broke up three days later. My father was an aggressive drunk when I was a kid, so I could see how it would go. If you know you're an aggressive drunk, get off the drink, man. I was interested in this woman I worked with many years ago, and the feeling was mutual. We had gone bowling a couple of times, and we had started talking about potentially dating. She said, if we date, I expect to be taken out at least twice a week, given gifts at least once a week, and we won't have sex for at least three months. Considering we had almost the same work schedule, I have no idea how she thought I was going to pull any of that off. Her father recently got into a brawl with a date's teenage kid. I was concerned and asked questions. She then explained how the teen had it coming because they didn't know their place. Feeling confused, I asked her to elaborate again. It turned out that a grown man punched a mentally disabled autistic teen rather than simply walk away. I told her that I refuse to date people who are cool with domestic violence. She was immediately remorseful, but then defended her father's drunken violent outburst against a child a few moments later. Don't date people who think that an adult ought to beat mentally disabled children. Not even a relationship, but got very close. Met a guy through a local theater, and I thought he was cool. But then he started following me around everywhere when I was at practice and shows. The last straw was when I didn't get notified that a practice had been canceled, and he was waiting there, saying, I just felt like someone would show up. And it absolutely raised my alarm bells. Worst part is, when I tried to get help from the director or other actors, they'd ignore me, or try to tell me that he's just trying to be nice and he can't help it. I blocked and deleted his number. And I'm sad to say, I haven't gone back to public theater since, as he's still actively involved in most plays in town. I was going through some stuff in my early 20s and was pretty desperate for any kind of affection, which is the only reason I took a couple weeks to back out of this. The second time I ever met her, she told me to delete every girl's number from my phone, sister included. She then came over to my place, saw I had a bookshelf, and ridiculed me for being a reader, and in the same breath announced that she loved cocaine so much and wanted me to try it. 
Finally, I escaped, but by then she was already sleeping with two of my friends, who are obviously no longer my friends. The good news is I've now been happily married for five years and consider myself so incredibly lucky. When I wasn't allowed to hang out with my male friends in broad daylight, but he thought it was okay to hang out with girls he didn't know in the middle of the night, that was a major red flag. I was dating a really cool guy and everything was going great, and then about a month in, he started talking baby talk to me, and it did not stop. We had been together for quite a while, six to eight months, and lived together for at least two months when I decided to make a tuna salad. I asked how he liked it. He told me, I came back with two bowls. Half the can made his way, and half the can made the way I liked it. He completely freaked out. He said, If we can't agree on how to eat tuna, how will this ever work? I said that we don't have to agree. We can both have it exactly the way we want and be happy. He strongly disagreed. I started thinking of all of his other controlling behavior and inability to compromise. It wasn't that day that we broke up, but it was definitely the day our relationship broke. The cheating didn't help either. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.